Uh, we're starting the kick series of Finyelela. And most of you, if you don't know the word Finyelela, I'll just give a translation in terms of what does it mean. Finyelela, it's a Zulu word which is, means to stretch and to reach and to touch. So the, the word Finyelela is not just one word which means one meaning, but it's something that you use your feet to Finyelela. You use your brain to Finyelela. You use your hands to Finyelela. And it's within everything what we use for. But basically, which is surrounded in Matthew 28, because we are called to make the disciples of the nations. And for you, for yourself, is to be able to use everything within in you to be able to reach the gospel. Yesterday, it was such a privilege of be able to come to the concert of prayer. And I was just telling Anne how much I really been very thankful that in South Africa we have a privilege that the gospel is preached freely without anything that is stopping us. And I wanted to really put that in your mind that sometimes whenever you're thinking this thing of the gospel is difficult, I wanted to actually have a renewing of the mind and realize that there are people that are facing challenges out there. And they are actually going through a difficult moment. And one thing that really strikes me yesterday, this guy was sharing in terms of how difficult to share the gospel in India. And I thought, sheesh, I'm complaining how many people that I've actually shared the gospel with them in South Africa. How many people that I've told them about Jesus in South Africa without going through to the mystery? And fortunately, even in our phones, we have the Bible available for us. There's nothing that can stop us to be able to minister to other people. There's nothing. And I wanted to say to you, church, this let's not settle without sharing the good news. Let us not be the people that people go to die without knowing Jesus. And this place, as Henry Duncan used to say, this is just a part of getting the oranges, but most of what is happening is outside. We needed to finalize outside. We needed to be able to share the gospel. Even in our working place, wherever we are, we needed to touch the life of people. That's what God has called us. This is a desire for us so we can be able to spread the good news. The gospel is not about for you, but the gospel is for the others as well. For you to live, for you to be able, you needed to share the gospel with someone. And I'm going to go with six points about growing deeper in God. But there's something that really strikes me. The other time, uh, we were living here on Sunday. And I've shared it on the prayer. And I was, I was a little bit grumpy. And my wife knows that whenever we go to do the shopping, I don't like that after church. Yeah. I don't like it. And sometimes I'm hungry. I just want to get home. <laughs> and have something to eat, 
but I just want to confess in front of the church, it probably, it's the finances, the food is very expensive. And, uh, you know, you just buy stuff and then your 300 is gone. And then the plastic is not even full. <laughs> so then my wife normally, she, she just prepared to go around every island. So I would stop her not to go every island. So we can go quickly as much as we can. So she said, what are we cooking for a dinner? And I said, I don't know. But fortunately, we figured it out. We forget to buy the chicken. So we paid everything. And I was waiting on the other side. And then she went and looked for the chicken with um, Andelua. And then I was with Zoe, my little daughter. So Zoe, the only thing that she wants to go to the shop because she likes sweets. <laughs> Nothing else. So, and I have to pull her on the troll so she doesn't go to the sweet island. And, but sometimes it strikes me and I'll go and we always try to train her, please don't like sweets too much because you might have a stranger coming and offer a sweet for you and take you. But it's a lesson, it's a whole other thing. And then Zoe, she said something that was really significant for me. And then it actually got me to think about Finyelela. She said, why all these people did not go to church? And she was saying it loudly in the front of everyone. <laughs> and I was like, hey, the words are already out. And there's nothing I can stop her. And then everyone started looking on this trolley. And what is she saying? <laughs> and then... Some tailor there, she said, we cannot go to church because we are working. And, um, and she said it nicely because she's looked at Zoe. And Zoe was saying it in an honest way. But I was saying, how many of us took an opportunity and then bring the church to the tailors because they could not be able to come to church? How many of us, we finyelela to that level and just... Just for that moment, you could not be able to get that here, but I could bring the church to you. We have to have an ability to be the people that will be able to bring the church where it could not come to. And I always say to the people in Stockville, I said, I'm here as the representing of Sarepta, but I'm here to represent Christ to you. I actually, the building by itself could not go down. It could not finalize to Stockville. It's us that we are the church that could be able to reach to the people. We are the people that are challenged to be able. So for these people to grow, as we're going to be looking, growing deeper in Jesus, it's no way they actually the coffee and tea could go down to the Stockville. It's us that will be able to reach to people. I'm praying, as Brian's going to be coming, I'm praying that we'll be able to finalize to people because people that are desperate, they're looking for healing. They're looking for the touch of God. But who's going to do that? It's for us that we are touched by God. By through prayer, by being able to say, this is the time where we needed to be able to stand out as the church. And I was in the pastor's retreat on Friday. One thing that touched me, and this guy said, which one would you choose? Would you choose the million or would you choose the soul? 
it got me thinking again. How many of us, we choose the million instead of the soul? What about the soul? Because when the Bible says that, it says, when the soul come to know the Lord, the angels rejoice over the million. There is an opening of the cloud and say, this is my beloved one, who I am I know of. And the, everything, the atmosphere changed because of someone coming to know the Lord. And I went and I said, Lord, I repent. I want to choose the souls. I want to share the gospel. And I want to encourage to you, it's either are we choosing the money or are we choosing the souls? We wanted to be able to fingelela to the souls. It's not about the money God will provide. And I'm saying that with confidence that we are here because God is going to grow us. It's going to be a challenging. And actually, this guy was sharing. He said, even just putting the money, it's easy because whenever, when you're touching the soul, it takes a lot of hard work. You have to walk with the person. You have to pray for that person because we come here because we are sick. We need the healing. And I shared to them, I said, one thing that strikes me, every time again, when I'm thinking of reaching to the people, when I want them to come, I said, first of all, I'd rather than deal with the cure before the disease comes. I'm prepared to reach to the people with the love of Jesus. We have to just love them and able to touch them. I think it's quite amazing that I'll be preaching about the growth Fingelela in God, and actually it's a new season. And I want to challenge you guys about the new season. They, we always go through two seasons in our life. We go through to the season of joy. How many of you like to stay in the season of joy? I like it. And how many of you like to stay to the season of pain? Can I, can I, can I be contradicting? This is Zolani's opinion as, as Trevor normally used to say. I like to stay in the season of pain because God is teaching me something. It's easy to stay in the season of joy because it overflow quickly. And I want to say to you, even in the mystery of sheep, you must be grateful because God is teaching you something. God is actually taking you to another level where you're thinking it's painful, but God is grooming you so you could be better to understand for the next generation again. And even when you go through to the sorrow, listen, know that God is there. He never leaves you. There was no Allah met you at that time when he's preaching about in terms of sharing this story, this guy's there, there is a storm happening. Listen, it's a chaos going on, but that storm teaches them something, that Jesus is not sleeping, he's still awake. Even when you go through to the storm, I want to say to you, listen, God is sharing something to you. He's forming your character. He's making you to be a better person for the next time, because can I tell you, Sometimes when you drew to that hardship, you are the great person to tell other people what it looks like. I know I had a lot of people 
then I know what forgiveness looks like when my aunt, she was raped, and I actually could sit down and share someone and say, you can forgive. Dude, I like when I go through to that season, I did not like it, but I know I'm having a confidence to tell someone that Christ is still alive. Christ still lives. And I know I cannot say rejoice in that mystery, but I know that there's a formation of the character within you. A season of growth. How many of you like to be in a season of growth? I want to grow. I want to grow with God. I want to learn stuff. And I'm actually sitting down. I have a call with Peter from Vineyard, one of the guys. We have every Tuesday the workshop. And I says to them, I want to behave humble because I know even most of you guys sitting down here, you're such a smart people. You know some of the Bible back by back, but I'm prepared to learn from you guys. I'm prepared to grow. I needed to be humble so God could lift me up. It's not about me. It's about God lifting you up. So we have to be the people every time. We needed to finger by be able to grow. So if we don't want to grow, that means we actually have to look ourselves. That means we've got everything within us. We have to be able to have a season of change. How many of you like change? Depends. I'm telling you, sometimes change drives me crazy. Sometimes I look around when I'm trying to change other people and I say, can't you figure that out? We needed to move somewhere. So for us to grow, there must be a change. And I know we just recently painted our office, by the way. There was a debate about what color and what should we do. But whenever I come to that office, there's a change. And when we look around, you think there's a change. It's frustrating. But when other people walk in, sometimes they always say, this is amazing and beautiful. There's an acknowledgement. There's a season. The past has to go, so for the new to come. In love, we must be able to prepare to go through to some change. And I was preached last time, and I remember standing in this pulpit, and I said, we must be prepared to the power of letting it go. Because we hold on to things, and then listen, and God said, hey, am I, I want to bless you, I want to give you this. And you said, no, I don't want to change. And God said, listen, and I actually have imagination and a picture of a child that is God full of sweet. And God said, no, 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 no. I don't want to give you this sweet. I want to give you something else. Would you let it go, this sweet, so I can give you more? We are the people that do not want to let it go because we are consuming all of these things because we think we are too comfortable. And I wanted to let you know, sometimes in life you must let it go so God could able to bless you. It's not going to be nice. But actually, if you trust God enough, if you think that God is able to do abundantly, you must let it go. 
It's not about letting it go because of I'm talking about material things. There's something in your mentality that you have to let it go so God will come through. There is a, maybe a thing that you actually battling with and I always pray, Lord, the, anything that is in me, as the scripture says, Lord, oh Lord, search me and know my heart. So I could let it go for what does not belong to you. And I want to talk to you the scripture of Colossians chapter 2 verse 7. And we actually I like the emphasis over this. It's in LNT. And I'm an NIV guy. I like to read that. But this one, it's touched me. Colossians chapter 2 verse 7. It said, let your roots grow down in him. And let your love be built on him. Then your faith will grow stronger in truth. You were taught. And you will overflow with thankfulness. You will overflow with thankfulness. But at the beginning, is emphasizing that your roots must be actually down-rooted in him. And I want to say something that strikes me when I'm thinking about the roots, even when it comes to the season. We do not see the roots sometimes because the root is buried. What is happening the root is the one that is producing this fruit, something that is not seen. We do not have to actually be the people that like to be seen most of the time because God is working under the surface. God is doing something which is greater. But when he says that, he's telling us that we needed to be rooted under him. So whatever he's telling us, whatever he's giving us, we needed to listen, God, you are actually working under the surface. You are doing something that some people you could not recognize and I always look at the trees and then you wonder, there's another tree there that say the root has been going under and then it produces another tree to that other side. It's unbelievable. I could not even think how God does that. But there is a work under the surface. God is doing something. God is changing life. But what it needed, it says that so for your life to be built, so your faith to grow, you needed to be able to talk. And then again, you will have that overflow of giving thanks to God. How many of us, we are actually, I like one preacher says that, we take God like as a popcorn machine because we want him to keep popping stuff and we never actually go to that machine and say, thank you, Lord, for making that popcorn. We want, we want, we want, we want. We ask, we ask, we ask. And we never get tired of saying how grateful God has done in our life. And I wanted to take that moment. Each and every season, you must be able to look somewhere and say, thank you, Lord, that I could have something to say thank you, even whatever I'm going through. And today I just wanted to pull up, there's a season in our life that we look around and thinking, where, Lord, is it going to be over? Is it going to be able to be finished? But I wanted to say to you, don't worry. Trust in God. Don't worry. Be able 
to go back to Him and strengthen you and by reading His Word, by praying to Him to help you to be in the way you want. I want to say to you, sometimes as a senior pastor of the church, and I always say, Lord, when is this season going to be over? I want to live this thing. I tell my wife every Monday I want to resign. I came with a confession at the time. Even in the home group, I wanted to be a police guy. And my child said to me, Dad, which one do you want to die? Do you want to die with the gun or do you want to die with the stress? It got me thinking that it's not about me, it's about Christ. Whenever we're going through to the season, we needed to pause and focus. You don't do this thing for you, it's for the glory of Jesus. You fingerlela because of Jesus. It made me grow into that level that I would stick and stay for Lord to be lifted up. I may not be able to be that kind of a person that is fired up and do all those kind of things, but if I'm here, even how boring I am, but I'm here for to represent Christ. I may not be able to move and shake anything, but for Him to be glorified, that's why I'm still standing. And maybe you have those people in your life, they're thinking, why you are around with us? No, it's just that Christ will shine through you. At your workplace, maybe they're ignoring, they're actually taking Christ out of you. But you needed to be able to bring Christ into their lives by praying for them. And I always say to my children, whenever I'm very angry and I know that I'm very scared to hit someone, I go to my prayer room and pray for him. I think the prayer is a good war to fight. And without any touching him, they don't touch them. I like David, the way he prays. Not David Hodgkiss, the David in the Bible. He actually said, Lord, sort them. Sort my enemies. And he speaks as it is. And then guess what? God actually sought them out. That's what we are need to require, to go back into our corner. Even when we go through to that season, Lord, would you deal with this? I like Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 to verse 2. It says this. There's a time for everything. And the season for every activities under the heavens. A time to be born, a time to die. When I, when I read that, there's a time for everything. There's a time to be born and there's a time to die. And I said, I know if I have to look in these two things, I think I prefer the time to be born then the time to die. But if there's a time for everything, I'm prepared to take both of these things. And yesterday we had that memorial service and I actually laughed because there was a, a regret, uh, there was a message sent by Leach, Jonathan's Leach's wife. She said, 
like she was saying to Mark Marie's wife, mom, she's much happy that he's in a better place. And how many of us that we actually been jealous for someone who dies? We don't. We don't. But I came to a perspective. I said, when that season comes, I know that I'm in a better place. And then I want to pose this question. Do you actually prefer to be born now or do you prefer to be in that time? But I wanted to pause that to think both of these times, this is a time where God will be calling you. When there's a newborn baby, I don't know if maybe you have any grandchildren just came recently. There's so much excitement. There's so much rejoice. And I wanted to say again, even when someone we celebrate their life because they're in a better place. I put it something here. Life is a journey. Each season, it's got its own things prepared for us. We may not just look at the season where we are now, but next time, it's always prepared for us. Whenever we trust God for the next season, it's always looking at us and said, yes, I'm preparing this for you. You don't just land it up here. I think one of my exciting, I'm doing, I'm running from Western Park every time when I look at those trees and I look, I know there's a season that is coming where those trees, they're going to look nice and green. But now for those trees to become green, they must release the leaves. So for the new to come again. For them, when you look at those trees, you think they are dead, dead, dead. There's no life in those things. I'm telling you, I was the victim. I went and scratched those trees. There was life on that tree. And I want to say to you again, do not look at your life and you're thinking it's over. God is still at work. God is still at work. And then, but those trees again, as I'm telling you, a lot of people, those who've considered those trees, they said they are dead in Western Park. I'm telling you, they'll be the one rejoicing with us and says there's a life again on those trees. We needed to celebrate with everybody. We needed to be able not to mourn and say it's over. And I wanted to say again to the people of Sarepta, let's not speak death in the season, let's speak life into the season. We are not called to speak death in our life. We are called to speak life. We may not prophesy, but I want to say to you, we are called in this place to proclaim the name of Jesus. That's what we are here for. In every season. Recognizing the end of the season, Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 6 says, it is a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep up, a time to draw away. <laughs> um, there's someone, sometimes I don't like spring cleaning. <laughs> I don't get excited about that. My wife, she loves spring cleaning. Most of the time when she starts spring cleaning, we all run away. Because we, we don't. But I want to say to you, most of the time, we get rid of the old and then we put in the fresh again. 
there's a new breath into that season. And that's why we can be able to grow because there's something needs to go away. Something needs to be checked so there will be the fresh season again. Letting go the old can be challenging, but it's necessary for growth. For us, it's very necessary for growth. Embracing change. Isaiah 43 verse 9 says it. See, I'm doing a new thing. God is doing it. He is the one that is doing it. It's not about us. It's about Him. It actually says, I'm doing now a new thing. Now it is, brings up, do you not perceive it? And I like the word because Isaiah is mentioning that, see, I am doing new thing. I want us to acknowledge that God is doing something new in your life. You must be able to recognize that God is doing something new in your life. Embrace change with faith and trust that God has a plan for your new season. Embrace it with change. Prepare for, the, for a new season. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 19 reminds us that in their hearts, humans plan there is a cause, but Lord established their steps. Entering a new season, it is important to prepare ourselves, our mentally, our emotional, and our spirit as well. We need to be able I'm rolling down and I know we don't like God's timing. We like our timing. Listen, there's no rush that sometimes it's going to be summer and autumn quickly. No, it's all flow in the nice way. It's all go. I like how God is showing us through this. We can see it's spring because of the flower coming up again. And God's timing has never been wrong. Be patient and trusting His timing. He will bring peace, content in you. When you know it's in God's timing, and I always say that, I want to rush things, but I want it to be able and humbling and know everything that is happening, it's happening in God's timing. I must be able to wait on Him. Embracing season. Colossians chapter 5, verse 7, 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. The old has gone, the new is here. And I said to one people other time. I said, I don't understand us as believers. I'm putting myself as well. We ended up when Christ came to our life and we don't want to let it go for the past things. And then we started hating other people. For us, when we come to know the Christ, that must go so for the new to come. We want to proclaim that so people can see new in us. People that get attracted 
into new things. People, they love to see new things. I don't know how many of you, when you get the present and open the new stuff, you get excited. But for the old stuff, yeah, you say thank you. <laughs> but I want to say to you, for us to grow, we must able to let it go, the old, so for the new to come. We want it to be the people that brings the new in us. I'm just going to be doing a conclusion. I don't know. I don't know what season you're going through. I don't know what you're dealing with in this time. And again, I don't know what part of your life that you're not able to finalize and to grow deeper. Maybe I am saying to you in these days, there's a two things in my life that I want to say, Lord, would you help me to draw closer to you? I need you in my life. I'm crying out for that spirit. And I'm crying out. I'm saying, what happened to you, Zolana, that you'd be able to go and tell people about Jesus? I want to make the disciples of the nations. Matthew 28. I don't want it to be the furniture here sitting around. And actually, I'm crying to the level to say, Lord, I want people to, to get to know you. But Lord, would you fix me first? Lord, I don't know what season I am in this time, but I know I recognize the season I am in this day. I'm so edging for the people to know you. I'm so edging and I'm crying out every day of my life. How many people, there's a thing that I've discovered in me. Where am I? I am a, do I like to help people? Yes, of course, I like to help people. Do I like to influence people? Yes, I like to influence people. But in both of those things, I want to help them to draw to know you, Lord. I want to influence them to know you. In every season that you go through, have a pause. How are you growing for the kingdom to grow? The kingdom is not for ourselves, but the kingdom is for everyone. In these days, we're going to be starting something, not as a series, it's going to come to WhatsApp. Actually, I've been going right around for this area of Gilead. Each and every corner of the road, I'm praying. I said, Lord, I don't know the people of Stockville Road, but Lord, you know them. I pray for their needs. I pray that they may draw closer to you. I don't want them here. I think this is more hard work when you have them here. I want them to know the Lord. That's what I want. And I know, as I've been going around Hamilton, everywhere, and there was a guy actually saw me taking a picture of the road. He asked me what I'm doing. I said, I'm taking a picture so we can pray for the people of Hamilton. He said, can you pray for me as well? I said, thank you, Jesus. This is why I'm here for. I prayed for him. Simple prayer. Jesus loves you. I pray for whatever you're going through. May the Lord be with you. Amen. I don't know what I've done, but I know there's a seed that I've planted on that person. Lord, would you help us that we can be simple in the gospel again? Would you help us? Don't be a... I love theologians. I love everything. And I was sharing, I don't know, with Tim other times. I said, I don't understand that I am the pastor of this church. I'm sitting with the teachers. I'm sitting with the doctors. I'm sitting... Chose those people that loves him. And it's not about the practicality of trying to be that person. 
Can we put back the gospel in this season? Simple as a game. By telling someone that Jesus loves you, you don't need to be a diligent about that. Whatever you do at your workplace, it tells you to just say, Jesus loves you. As you know, into your new season, that reminds me all the time. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. For I know, for I know, the plans I have for you. The plans to prosper you and not to harm you. The plans to give you hope and the Jeremiah 29, I want it to sit in your head. That every season that you go through, recognize when the season is ending, embrace the change and trust in God, standing and trusting God to help you to finalela, to grow in Him and get grab of Him. And then that is overflow when it comes to that. And that says that if you prepared yourself into that season, it's going to flow to the other people. When you've been chowing garlic, what do you think? There's going to be a smell of garlic. Whoever you come, whatever you put inside, make sure that it will be a good fragrance to the other people. I want to challenge you into this time. Know that God has got a better plan for you. And this is my prayer for you. Thank God for the season of our life. For you, the one that guiding us. You, the one that giving us strength whenever we go to the other place. Lord, would you help us to grow? Lord, would you help us to finalela and grow deeper in you? Lord, would you touch us? Lord, would you have hunger for you? Lord, would you give us an ability to understand that we cannot do this thing by our own, by our own strength. By your strength, we are healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Zoladi. Hi, everyone. Um, yeah, I, while Zoladi was talking, I just um, came to remember um, Friday, I went for a lunch with good friends and uh, we somehow got onto the subject of butterflies. And, you know, butterflies are a very good example of how things change. Um, you know, you know the caterpillar and how he eats and then eventually he goes into that pupa thing and then eventually, and uh, I don't know all the technical words, but one of these people who seemed to be quite knowledgeable, they said, do you know that when it's in that chrysalis thing, if you had to open it, all you'd find is liquid. You actually wouldn't find a caterpillar that's sort of shrinking to get a nice little waist and a nice little body and little legs, you know, nice long legs and the feelers. It's just liquid. It's just a mess. And that all the cells are actually mixing around and that a completely new thing is made in that form that you would you'd not be able to see that. Now, I've never heard that before. And I was, I've just, it's just stayed with me and how Zelani was talking about change.
and what season you're in and how we, we have to go through all these different seasons, you know, the, the dry seasons and the, the, the hard seasons and the joyful seasons. And also it occurred to me, you know, that the caterpillar might think he's doing quite well while he's munching away on the leaves and that he's actually as helpless then as he is when he's in that, that chrysalis thing. You know, we think that we can do stuff, we can't. So we're very helpless before the Lord. And um, we have to just say, Lord, well, take over, you know, form in me who you want me to be. And Jeremiah 29, 11, is, you know, he has plans good for us. You know, that's, his plan has always been for us to prosper and to be something beautiful. So let's finally love to change to be who God wants us to be. And I hope that was the right thing to say. Thank you. <laughs> All right, that was good stuff. Thank you, Zolani. Thank you, everyone, for coming. I think we've got a lot of to talk about over tea and coffee. There's a lot of homework for us. Go in peace and serve the Lord. Amen. <laughs> <laughs>